name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. An everyday question that we ask ourselves is, will there be enough? Will there be enough money to pay for things? Will there be enough money in retirement? Will there be enough time to do the things that I want to do? Will I have enough energy? Will there be enough? This question about will there be enough is a presumption that there won't be enough. And for the most part, life experience confirms that. Now, in the gospel lesson for today, Jesus' disciples presume that there isn't enough. Five loaves and two fish are not enough to feed the 5,000. And even if they had enough food for one meal, there they were, in a desolate place, where there would be no future or enough, with enough food for everyone to get but a crumb. The disciples, in their mind, are looking out for everyone by sending them all away. You see, the disciples live in a world where the only way people get enough stuff is to get it on their own. So rather than people suffer, the disciples help them get their own by sending them into the villages. But the problem was that this thinking lives in a world where there still isn't enough. Now, Jesus isn't working under this presumption. In Jesus' world, there is always enough, more than enough. That is why Jesus says to the disciples, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. He's not testing his disciples. He's just plainly stating a matter of fact. There is always more than enough with Jesus. Now the thing is that in this gospel reading, you've seen how Jesus lives in a world of more than enough when he shows compassion. You see, Jesus is mourning the death of his cousin, John the Baptizer, and on a certain level, he needed to be taken care of by his heavenly father. Hence, he is going away by himself to a desolate place to mourn the death of cousin John, who had just recently been beheaded by John the baptizer. And Jesus knows that his hour for his crucifixion is also at hand. When he comes ashore, he finds thousands and thousands of people who desire to be with him. So the question is, is there enough compassion in the midst of grief? Is there enough love in the midst of death? Is there enough Jesus when he desires to be all alone? And of course, there is more than enough. You see, Jesus shows us something 
I believe, happens whether you are aware of it or not. At some level, you ask yourself, will you have enough room for another person in your life? Before you were married, it was just you, yourself, and I. And then came along your spouse. And certainly there was more than enough love to go around. Then lo and behold, your first child comes along and you wonder, will there be enough love for this new person? Sure enough. Then the second child comes along and you scratch your head and ask the same question. Will there be enough love for two more mouths to fill? There always is. The question comes around for the third child. And the fourth child. And the fifth child. And the sixth child. At least in my case and my wife. How will there be possibly enough to go around. I'm sure the question comes up with seven, eight, and nine. It also comes up when you have that first or second grandchild. Will there be enough love to bring this new person into our lives? Whenever someone new comes along, you ask yourself if you will have enough love. You see, life has taught us that we have a limited amount to give, as if love were like an apple pie. And you have to start cutting the pieces off and share them. Your love gets broken up into smaller and small pieces in order to be shared, and eventually you believe there's no more left to be given. You break off a bit for your spouse, a bit for your family, a bit for your friends, and yourself, your enemies? And you wonder if you will have enough. However, if you have experienced real love, unconditional agape love, which is, of course, God's love, then you know of the amazing thing that happens. The broken pieces don't remain bits, but rather turn into a whole loaf. The joyous thing about love is that there is always more than enough. And so what at first seems impossible, because it seems as if there isn't enough, turns out to be actually more than enough. More than enough love. Living in a world where there isn't enough turns out to be a world where you must look out for yourself first and foremost. A world where the only way you get anything is either by earning it or taking it. And this isn't related simply to material things. But this is about your identity as a child of God. And your relationships with one another. When you think that you are not enough. You believe that you need something to be worthy. You can't be just who God created you to be. And when this happens. 
when there isn't enough. Things break. Relationships fall apart into all sorts of bits. By feeding the 5,000, Jesus shows the miracle of living in a world with more than enough when he takes broken things and makes them whole again. When Jesus comes ashore, there are thousands and thousands of broken people, broken relationships, people who are not enough. And Jesus makes them whole with the broken pieces of bread. Jesus sees each one of us and says, you are enough. Just like he saw those five loaves of bread and two fish. He looked at them and said, yep, that's enough. Not just enough, but more than enough. Jesus does this because through his death and resurrection, there is more than enough love to go around. Nothing can stop him from loving you. There is more than enough. Nothing can stop him. Not even death. So this ultimately is a call of repentance for all of us. For our doubt. For our lack of compassion and love. For thinking that God somehow hasn't given us what we need. There's no only with Jesus. With him whose hands were filled always with compassion whose hands baptized you and now feed you in this holy Eucharist, whose hands shield you and bless you, whose hands went to the cross for you to pay the price that you could not pay, not just for your food, but for all of our shortcomings and our sins, our rebellion, our doubts, our fear, that you have life. And not just life, but his life, that you who are thirsty may have a drink, that you who are hungry may have food, and no mere bread and fish, but his body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins, to satisfy you so that now in Christ you are ready to go to your home filled and content, your home here, yes, but even more so your home with him forever. For you have Jesus, and when you have Jesus, you have everything, far more than enough. So in this world of more than enough, through his Holy Supper, the Holy Communion, Jesus joins his broken body and his shed blood with our own broken and sinful lives. And he makes them whole again in communion with him. He is willing to break his body into as many pieces that you are. But that broken body, of course, will not remain pieces, but will be gathered together into one holy communion and become more. More Jesus, more compassion, more healing, more life. And it's not just enough life, but more than enough life. So like there were leftover baskets, there is leftover life and love for us who have been satisfied today to give to the world. 
there is more than enough love in our light in ourselves today so that we can leave this place and share Christ's life and love to the entire world. To live in a world where we ask, is there enough? Because there will always be more than enough for Jesus. So I leave you with this question. Can you and I trust Jesus with only five loaves of bread and two fish? Yes. And with anything else? In fact, with everything, everything, especially the most troubling of our problems of all, sin, death, and hell, for that's, there is Calvary. John said it, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Salvation achieved and accomplished. He died for you. Your sin is his. So is your death and hell. And so today he invites you to the feast. To take a little bread, and a little wine. What is that in the midst of our enormous problems and sins? It is the Lord's Supper, his body and his blood. His promise, eat and drink for the forgiveness of your sins that he won for you on the cross. And with this meal are more promises, life and salvation. His compassion for you knows no bounds, no problem or sin too great. No guilt, no death, too big for Jesus. You can trust him with everything and anything. For with Jesus, there is always more than enough. More than you ever expected. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, the life everlasting. Amen.